I bought one half of a duplex and in the other half of the duplex, there was a Karen that made my life a nightmare until I thought of a way to permanently solve my problem. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. My husband and I are in our late 30s and child free. We've been saving up for almost a decade to move to a tropical paradise. About two years ago, we bit the bullet and moved to our dream location. Housing is super expensive. Like, Hawaii prices, so all we could afford was half of a duplex. It is beautiful and on the water with the place for our boat. Unfortunately, Karen, Billy Bob, the boyfriend, and her three gremlins live in the other unit of the duplex. Chapter 1, The Setup. There is some period of time. We just went for a week here and there, but we live here full time now. The entire duplex was owned by an older gentleman who rented out both sides. The sides do not match at all. One side is a five bedroom, three bath, and the other side of the duplex is a two bedroom, one bath. We bought the five bedroom one. On our side of the property, we have about 90% of the backyard, a gazebo, and dockage, about 150 feet since it's on a corner. The other side has a small backyard, patio, and maybe 15 feet of dockage. The rental leases say the renters are entitled to their specific backyards, but there were no fences or anything, so all the renters shared the entire backyard. After we bought the house, Karen immediately tried to throw her weight around that they expected to continue with that privilege. I told her that if she asked politely, we would try to accommodate her. She thought this meant that she could use our backyard whenever she wanted. Chapter 2 One day, my husband and I are enjoying some drinks outside when a delivery truck shows up to set up a giant blow-up thing in our backyard. I asked Karen what she thought she was doing and she said it was her kid's birthday. Then she said she had the gall to say it was a family and friends only event. So we had to stay inside our house, away from our own backyard. Not wanting to be a total jerk and ruin some little girl's birthday, I told Karen after this she had no access to our backyard, period. Karen shrugged and kept setting up for the party. During the party, a sloshed adult wandered into our house, which shocked us all. I said Karen's house is on the other side, and he said, <laughs> Child, dude, Karen said she owned, like, the whole property. I just to use whatever bathroom was available. You know what I mean, bruh? I directed him to Karen's bathroom and soon after she came storming into our house screaming about how dare we make her look bad to her friends and how selfish are we that we can't even spare one bathroom. She said we didn't deserve all this space with just us. I told Karen to get the hell out of my house or I would be calling the cops. She finally left and the party wrapped up shortly after. Chapter Three, the backyard remodel. After the party incident, we decided we needed to clearly define the backyard and build a fence. While we were spending the money, we decided to update the patio, put in a fire pit, and an outdoor kitchen. While the contractor was on site, nosy Karen had to come investigate. Since the fence would be the last thing built, I was vague and just stuck to telling her about the patio update. You could see her face light up because of course, in her mind, what's ours is hers. When the workers started working on the fence, Karen came out screaming for the work to stop. I went outside and told the workers to keep on working and told Karen to butt out. Of course, in true Karen fashion, she called the cops. What happened next was hilarity on my part after explaining to the cop that we were building a fence on our property and the landlord of which Karen was not, knew about it. When the cop gave Karen a stern lecture, I thought her head was going to explode. 
explode. She went back inside of her house and slammed the sliding doors shut so hard it sounded like something cracked. We got our fence and I thought that would be the end of it, but... Of course not. Chapter 4. The Boating Incident One day, Billy Bob entered the picture and he was as much of a terrible neighbor as Karen. He would throw cigarette butts and empty bottles over our fence for disrespecting his woman, as he put it. I didn't know Paradise had trailer trash, but Billy Bob is the epitome of the stereotype. Billy Bob has a boat, a 30-foot fishing boat to be precise. Of course, that side of the duplex only has 15 feet of dockage. Since we have have so much dockage and only one boat, we rent out the other dockage spots on a month-to-month basis. People come and go. So if we don't receive rent from them by the end of the month, the boat disappears and we think nothing of it. We had a renter who tied up their boat on the property line, but Billy Bob wanted to park his boat and needed that space. Karen and Billy Bob posed as us while we were out of town, told the renters to be gone at the end of the month, and then parked Billy Bob's boat on the dockage. I only found out about it weeks later because the renter left a nasty review on the rental site we use. They said we were rude and went back on the verbal agreement to let them stay for three more months. I was like, what is this? After a phone call, I quickly put two and two together. I called the cops who told Karen and Billy Bob that they need to move their boats or it would be towed. Well, the equivalent of being towed anyway. Karen and Billy Bob started screaming that the boat is fully on their property it isn't, then changed their strategy to saying that no one can own the water. That's true, but a sea wall is deeded. They also said that we were liars. At some point while this was all happening, Billy Bob punched a cop and ended up going to jail. I felt bad for the cops, so I took them all snacks the next day with a note apologizing for the neighbor drama. I ended up winning my small claim suit against them for lost rental income, but of course, we still haven't seen a dime. I eventually convinced the dockage renters to come back and gave them a few months free as compensation. Chapter 5, The Final Revenge. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Get ready for some juicy, juicy justice. So with the collapsing market, we were trying to figure out what to do with our savings when a perfect opportunity opened up. The landlord who owned both properties was in desperate need of some cash and was tired of managing the property from 2,000 miles away because, of course, Karen is a Karen and called him weekly for every little thing. His only stipulation was that we, quote, let the poor single mom who has been his renter for eight years finish her lease, which is up in July. Since we just have money, we were trying to reinvest and because we get to control our neighbors, heck yeah, we jumped on that opportunity. Since we don't need a realtor or a mortgage and an inspection had just been done a year ago for the old landlord to refinance, everything closed in just under two weeks. Karen was aware of a change in ownership. We registered the property under an LLC, a limited liability company, but she didn't know who it was until eight days ago. I went over to Karen's house and knocked on the door. Karen answered with a, what the F do you want? I smiled, handed her our landlord information, and sweetly reminded her that rent was due by Friday. But she could just hand me the check if that was easier. I've always heard descriptions of people's faces turning white, but this is the first time I've ever actually seen it. I told Karen that we are honoring her lease until the end of July, but afterwards, she had better make plans to move because we will be remodeling it before the next tenants move in. Bye, Karen. For some further clarification, a lot of people misunderstood the beginning of the story 
story. Let's call our side of the duplex the duplex OP and the other side of the duplex is duplex Karen. We purchased duplex OP. After we bought it, duplex OP was no longer a rental. Both duplex OP and duplex Karen were for sale independently, but we only had the money to buy duplex OP. Duplex Karen is still a rental because it has never sold. Now we own both duplex OP and duplex Karen. Duplex Karen is still a rental. Duplex OP is not a rental. When we made property improvements to duplex OP, it was our home that we owned and not a rental. Hopefully that clarifies any confusion that you might have had. Update number one. Not much to update yet, folks. Karen and family's lease isn't up until the end of July. Rent has been paid on time. As far as I know, she doesn't have a new place lined up. We've served her a 30-day notice and we will not be renewing her lease. We also offered in writing that we will prorate July and waive the termination fee if they want to leave before the end of the lease. Beyond the near weekly loud parties and having to call the police because the kids were throwing lit fireworks at our boat, not much beyond the norm. Fast forwarding into the future, update number two. Long story short, Karen and family is still in the place and not paying rent. They were served with an eviction notice, but due to COVID, we can't actually do anything about it. At least Karen and Billy Bob had a giant fight, which ended up with him being arrested and he hasn't returned. I've been told by our lawyer, once some laws are changed slash removed in September, we can have the police escort them off the property that day since we've already filed the eviction. It's just a total mess right now. Karen is being extra smug. She tried pushing her bounds and kept coming over to our property. A talk with the cops set her straight, but she's playing loud music and tossing her trash everywhere. We really wanted to move our elderly parents in that side of the duplex after a quick remodel because my dad needs shoulder surgery badly and my mom needs a walker. They need more Karen. It's getting harder driving two hours a day to do that. Our parents want their own space though and won't live on our side with us. My husband and I are not trying to be angry and just make things worse with Karen, but we are both exhausted. Things just suck. Fast forwarding six more months in the future. Update number three, life is weird. Karen is still here. Since we couldn't evict her, my partner went to stay with their parents for a few months so my in-laws could get the surgery slash care they needed. They are doing better now, which is great. Here's the weird part though. In October, Karen's mother Susan came to live with her since Susan's landlord chose not to renew her lease. Susan is an angel. Susan was mortified at Karen's and the kids' behavior. Susan is a tough one and has been cleaning the house, both figuratively and literally. The kids are so much better behaved and Karen stomps around like a sullen child. Susan and I share drinks every few days in the backyard. We bake together too every weekend. For Thanksgiving and Christmas, since no one was traveling for the holidays, we made a big feast and set it up outside with some backyard games. It was a great time and even Karen was being pleasant. I tried to tell Susan not to worry about the rent until they find another place, but she insisted on paying. I lied about how much the rent was, so it's only a half payment, but it just covers the taxes slash insurance. We drew up another lease that is month to month. Susan wants to move back home at some point and take her daughter with her. Karen, I think, is ready for a change too, but obviously with COVID, it might take some time. It's pretty pleasant right now though, so I'm in no hurry for them to leave. So with all that being said, was I the jerk for buying the side of the duplex that Karen lived in and trying to evict her so we didn't have to deal with her anymore. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I did not expect this story to go where it went. I thought for sure once it started leading into the whole she can't leave because of COVID situation that it was going to end up being a really ugly outcome where they were going to have to manually force her out or do something crazy or or maybe she would retaliate in some way. The variable that I didn't anticipate was her mother Susan coming in and basically making peace between everyone. The OP is calling Susan an angel and she basically set Karen straight. She said that she was mortified at Karen and the kids behavior and that she's a tough one. So during this whole lockdown situation, Karen got straightened out and Susan and the OP became friends and they share drinks in the backyard and bake every weekend. She even tried to tell Karen not to worry about the rents until they find another place. So this whole situation totally, completely 180'd just because the personality of Susan came into the picture and rectified a lot of the damage that was done. Going back to the pre-Susan era, I can't believe that she actually ordered a delivery truck to bring that giant blow up jumping thing in the backyard without even asking the OP if that was okay. The OP probably would have been fine with it, but the fact that she just did it without even saying anything is pretty wild. And then she has random people that are all sloshed walking into her house. I mean, everyone has neighbors, but when you have someone that's a part of a duplex or you're sharing some sort of common space, or at least it looks like a common space, obviously in this case it wasn't, but they were using it like it was for a while, then a lot of times that's just a recipe for all sorts of different disaster to happen. The OP even strategically built the backyard in the way so that she did the fence as the very last piece of it. And then the carriage tries to come and stop the construction workers from finishing it and call the police as a last resort. If you really think about it, the Karen is probably just having her kid's best interest at heart, but she doesn't know how to interact in the normal world to not come off like she's just taking advantage of any nice thing that is done for her. I don't think she enjoys just being mean to people or doing wild things like this. She's probably just looking looking out for her kids and just doesn't know how to handle it in a way that makes sense. But how would you have handled this whole situation? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for threatening to evict my estranged dad and his family from the house they currently live in? Here's some background. My parents divorced when I was 10 years old because my dad quit his job and refused to work so that he can gamble and drink all day. Our country has crappy laws about child support so my mom had to support my sister and me on her own. Growing up I tried to reconnect with my dad but it felt like all the effort to reconcile was from me so eventually I gave up and minimized contact. I kept in touch with my dad's side of the family, his siblings and my cousins and I have a good relationship with them. Fast forward to now, my sister and I are living comfortable lives. Our parents remarried. My mom married a nice man and they live overseas. Five years ago, my dad married a girl who's the same age as my younger sister. She was horrible. Whenever my sister would reach out to our dad, she'd get pissed and accuse my sister of trying to steal him. They have a son together and I've been nice to him. But because our dad's wife continued her rotten streak, my sister and I decided to cut ties with them. My dad's mom died last year. A few months ago, my aunt, dad's older sister, who's in charge of their parents' assets, called us to tell us about our grandmother's will. Our grandfather is also dead, by the way. All our grandparents' assets have been divided among grandkids and I got my grandparents' house. The house where my father and his family 
currently live. Since I live miles away from the said house and have no plans of moving there, my aunt suggested that I sell it and keep the money for myself. My aunt was pretty insistent that I sell the house because she said it's what my grandmother would want. My dad neglected her during the last years of her life and put her in a home. He also apparently sold her burial lot to buy drugs. So I agreed to sell the house since it's my inheritance after all. I haven't sold the house yet, but I called my dad to tell him about it so that they can start looking for a new house. I wanted to give him a heads up and told him they can stay as long as I don't have a buyer yet. My dad was obviously not pleased, but he didn't argue. Meanwhile, his wife got angry and called to scream at me, saying that I was being selfish and that I didn't need the house. She let slip that her parents and siblings also live there in that house. So basically freeloading off of it. She tried to make me feel guilty because now they have to pay rent. I ignored her. Then she went on harassing me via text message and called me names. At this point, I got pissed. So I told her if she doesn't stop harassing me, then I will get them evicted ASAP, even if no one is buying the house yet. Yet. My dad found out and he told me that I was a total jerk to his wife. His siblings found out and they had my back. They said that his wife was never nice to them and apparently she's the one who persuaded my dad to remove my grandmother from her own house and put her into that elderly home so that her family can move in. So before you decide jerk or not a jerk, there was an update. The past week was exhausting, both physically and mentally, but here is an update. I followed most of the advice here. I decided to have them evicted as soon as I could. A couple days after my post, I flew to my parents' hometown where the house was. I decided to stay for a week. I asked my best friend for moral support, so he flew in the next day. My aunt was able to get me in touch with her lawyer there, who gave me the papers I needed to establish ownership of the house. She also got me in touch with the local police. My aunt is out of the country, so she couldn't be there. In my country, there are laws protecting squatters, and they can actually dispute being evicted. So I spoke to the cops and asked for help in case things get ugly. It's a small town where people know each other. They know how much of a jerk my dad was and my grandma was highly respected in our town because she used to be an educator. It didn't take a lot of convincing for them to agree to help me. I contacted the old caretaker of the house whom my dad fired. I asked her to accompany me. I also did some digging for information. Apparently the wife and her family have a house but mine was way bigger and nicer. Two days after I flew in I went to the house with my best friend the caretaker and a couple of cops to give my dad and the freeloaders a three day notice. As expected my dad's wife made a scene and became hysterical because they'd be homeless. She called me heartless, ungrateful, cruel, etc. My dad, on the other hand, was passive. He acted the same when my mom kicked him out, didn't argue, but also never admitted his faults. He said he wouldn't wait for three days and that he would leave the next day. He told me that I was an ungrateful daughter and that I would get my karma. A lot of people advised me to make sure that they wouldn't steal stuff, but honestly, I didn't care about the stuff. I told them they can take what they needed, except for a few pieces of furniture, the hardwood and antique ones that my grandma loved. It would make cleaning up easier. Come eviction day, I didn't speak to them. I just watched as they hauled their stuff onto a truck. I paid the caretaker to clean the house in the next days and told her that she can have whatever she wanted from the house. Grandma would have approved. I had the locks changed, installed extra locks, chained the gates, and cut contact with my dad and his wife. Next step, the cell 
selling. I'm planning to sell it below market value just to get it over with, and that's that. I still have a lot to do in terms of selling the house, but at least the drama is over. I'm tired but relieved. So, am I the jerk for threatening to evict my estranged dad and his family from the house they currently live in? For some reason, the entire time this was happening, all I could imagine was the mom from The Sopranos, Tony Soprano's mom, how she had a house and they tried to move her into that retirement home and then she really hated that and then people tried to get her house after she was in that retirement home. So this entire story, I was just visualizing the faces of the various members of the Soprano family. But when it comes to this story, I don't think there's any way this could have played out in a way that wouldn't have created a rift between the dad and his family and the OP, which is the daughter. I mean, even if they waited until they had a buyer, when that day inevitably came, I think that there still would be high tensions and the dad would probably still think that she is ungrateful. They're probably thinking in terms of, well, you didn't make money off this house before she died, so why would you make money off of it now? And the OP doesn't explain what she would use the money for, but maybe just other investments or trying to get a place of her own where she lives. And maybe this would have been a little bit more smooth if she just would have said, hey, I'm trying to buy a house in my city for my future family, and I can't support you and your wife and all of her family on my dime. Because technically at that point, it is on her dime because it's her new asset. It's her new piece of property, the house. There is a reason why the OP goes into such detail about the relationship that she has with her dad as she was growing up and how she tried to reconcile with him, but he just wasn't interested. And I think that's because if she did have a really good relationship with her dad, she might have just let him stay there for free indefinitely. But it's one of those situations where if he wasn't there for me when I needed him, why would I be there for him when he needs me? Not that he would even admit that he needs her in this situation because he didn't even want to take the three days to move out. He left the very next day. So if you were in this situation and you just inherited a big old expensive house that your dad was living in currently, what would you do? Would you evict him? Would you keep him there or some other solution? Let me know down below in jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.